Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hi, fellow brain pickers, and welcome to episode 48 of Can I Pick Your Brain? My guest today is a bit of a mystery. He has quietly earned himself a small fortune in the online affiliate space. Today, I'll be picking the brain of Daniel Traisman. Daniel got on the internet bandwagon early on and has since built up an online empire. Today, he is the owner of Inquisitor.com, an internationally recognized news website read by more than 40 million unique visitors each month. He has around 200 remote employees working for him around the world. Daniel is also involved in other ventures, including Guru Media, Life.com, DreamSmoke, HealthPro, among many others. And get this, he manages all this while being a father to eight children. Daniel, welcome to the show and thanks for letting me pick your brain. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. I just want to I just want to mention to those listening that this episode is particularly special to me because Daniel and I live in the same community and although I don't know much about him I do know that he gives a lot of money to charity and is involved in many incredible causes but I won't embarrass him too much so Daniel can you tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up and what got you to start earning money online um sure so uh i guess growing up i was a bit of um of a regular guy naughty um <laughs> a naughty boy is what is is the way we would describe it how naughty um how, how naughty pretty naughty like you know <laughs> crazy naughty give us an example um uh, no examples no okay fine <laughs> all right fine we won't go there uh, yeah but um um, basically, I was uh, not crazy. I wasn't crazily into business. I wasn't a real budding entrepreneur in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, but I was, you know, I was I was smart and capable of uh, of getting my head around any business that I was involved in or that I was working for, and very quickly, uh, um, you know, being on top of all the different sides of that business or of what I was needed to do over there within that business. How old, um, how old were you when you started uh, working? I was very young when I was I was working very young. We, I didn't grow up with money, um, and uh, so I would I, I I had side jobs and. You what know, was your youngest age? What was the youngest age that you started working? Well, my first job I was a I was a newspaper boy at the age of eleven. That lasted about two weeks because it was uh, <laughs> it was winter time when I it was winter time when I started. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was freezing cold, and I tried to get myself through to the Christmas bonus, but it just didn't <laughs> happen. Why? Why would an eleven-year-old um, boy decide to get a job? I mean, most most eleven-year-olds nowadays are, are busy with their iPhones and iPads and whatnot. And you know, why? What would motivate an eleven-year-old to, to start working? I don't know. I didn't really have. We didn't really have iPads in those days, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I had my bike, and I, I you know. Uh, <clears throat> The motivation was to have a, a few was to have a few uh, a few pence in my pocket, I guess, to be able to buy my own things. You know, mm -hmm. um, like like I said, we did, you know I didn't I didn't have money growing up, and so 
um, that was the real motivation. But 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 it didn't. It wasn't that much motivation to get me through uh, getting up at five in the morning in the freezing cold. It didn't really last very long at all. Right. Um, you know, and then uh, um, it's not so easy for an eleven-year-old to get work. Actually, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next job was sweeping the floor of a hairdresser's, oh, no and that, I mean, that lasted a few, a good few weeks. <laughs> but uh, but I think I was exploited in, uh, on a child labour basis. Quite <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So- um, yeah, and then you know. Um, you know, I, I I ended up when I was about sixteen years old. I was um, I was a courier, which was a fun job. I was running around London delivering tickets. In those days, you didn't have e-tickets for for planes. Mm-hmm. You had to have the actual ticket in your hand. So I was working for some travel agent, and every day I'd have my my tube fare paid for, my my subway fare paid for, and I'd get on the um, I'd go to the centre of town with my little uh, map of you know working. Working your way around. I mean, in, in London's not like uh, anywhere else in the world. It's literally a maze, crazy maze of streets. So mm. uh, that was fun summers. And um, and then from there, uh, you know, uh, also all kinds of smallish jobs, nothing really special. Um, ended up working in a video shop in the centre of town for about a year, and that was that was my funnest job. That was the most fun. How old were you then? I was uh, seventeen. What was so? Because f- oh, I guess you played video games all day. No, it was a video video uh, rental back oh. in the days of video rental. Oh yeah, yeah, blockbusters, right? It was a it was a Ritz exactly, and then Ritz was Ritz was uh, bought out by blockbusters, mm-hmm. and it was it was a boutique store. The um the the manager of the store was the guy was this actor. Yeah, he was the face. He was the face of the Knorr of the Knorr commercial. You know the old Knorr. They've got the Knorr okay. now. <laughs> with this friend, so he was this he was this Lebanese dude that looked uh, kind of French Spanish, right? Uh, and he was an actor, and so he was very he was very interesting. Uh, the whole the whole thing was very interesting. We had like the you know we had the real we had the actors coming in from the street very often, and like you know, all the directors would come and you know come into the shop. It was right right by Baker Street, and that was right. a real fun time. Right. Um, basically, it was just you know, I had the place to myself. Uh, very quickly, knew exactly everything, all the angles that needed to, you know, to run it. I, he basically was able to go home and relax. And uh, even though I wasn't really able to, I wasn't really technically allowed to work there because I was renting eighteen videos, and I wasn't yet eighteen. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right, right. I remember those days. So it, let me ask you this: you, you say you grew up very poor. I mean, what what did your father do for a living? Very, my father passed away when I was three, so I didn't Whoa. have a father growing. Three. So my my mom, yeah, when I was three. So my mum had, uh, she, she basically for the first 10 years at least, she brought us up on her own. Oh my. She had a pretty tough time with it, yeah. How many, how many children yeah. were there? Just me and my sister, we were both very young. Did you basically grow up without a father? Did she get remarried? Yeah, she remarried when I was 13, but uh, we grew up, well, sorry, when I was 16, she met him when I was 13. So for basically uh, from three years old to 16, you, you had no father figure in your life, pretty much. Right, right, basically. Basically. Wow. How, how, how did that affect you? That how did that affect you then? And I guess, did you feel like that that's uh, motivated you to to sort of make something of yourself? Is that would you say that's fair to say? It's definitely part of the motivation. It's all about the person, though, as well, and, and who you are. I mean, like, uh, 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 I guess I was very affected in many different ways growing up. But it made me who I am. Right. Uh, 
uh, you know, made me different. I was already different because I was born in Ireland, but I was raised in England. <laughs> so I was really, I was already this foreigner, and uh, and I never, I never took English citizenship ever. Uh, you know, I, I refused it. So I mean, I, I did get a national insurance, you know, social security number, but I didn't get a passport. I never took citizenship as an as Englishman. So I was already kind of a stranger over there, right. growing up. And, this was an additional thing that kind of separated me to a certain degree. So, um, so would you say that you were a bit of an introvert growing up? No, no I was very, I was, I was um, the opposite. I was kind of extroverted, but without real, uh, without real, it was just energy, lots of energy. A lot of energy. The reason I ask is because, you know, you're, you, you made, you made your, your, your money in the, on the internet online space. And a lot of people, I guess, you know, who are, you know, find it hard to 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 socialize. They they seem to to tend to go online and try to try to socialize right. online. It's easier for them. H- how did you get? Because you made you made a ton of money in the affiliate marketing space. Can you explain how you got into the affiliate space and how you became so successful when so many people struggle to make money online as an affiliate? Um, sure. So I mean, it, it, there was a whole pr- process uh, that happened. I actually went very late into the affiliate space as an affiliate. Okay. So I was actually, um, I, start, I, I started off um, being involved in lead generation, um, in financial lead generation. There was a few different, um, I, basically, in, I basically got into um, certain networks online of um, of affiliate marketers mm-hmm. and it, and what you were saying just now about the introvert and, and being online. So actually my, my whole, um, my whole position online is very much, I'm, I'm very much a, a people person mm. and I make connections. Everything I do is connections. So I connect, um, I'm connecting businesses and connecting people with businesses. Everything I do is, uh, you know, and, and I, I still have the same connections now, in the in the main, you know, my key partners online mm-hmm. are people now that I've been working with for 10, 12 years. So the people that I'm right. speaking to, you know, mo- a lot of the people that I'm speaking to on a daily basis, are, I've been thinking to now, we're partners in life, you know, literally, like in different ways. Everyone mm-hmm. is in different so would you would you say would you say then that that the, the key to your success really online has been because you've been a networker and you've and you learned early on how to network? Yes. I think so. I think both the combination of being a networker and being and and, and having a bigger picture of what um, of what the business is or what the you know of, of what's needed, and be, and being and, and being a technical troubleshooter as well. What do you mean um, by technical troubleshooter? What does that mean? But I, I'm just a tech, like to put it simply, you know, I I became very good at computers, but not at a high level, mm-hmm. at a very at a very grassroots level. So, you know, from, from in the old days, it was all the problems that we used to have with Windows. I was the guy that everyone used to go to. Right. You understand? Back when all we were doing was downloading music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, and then it, it took from there to building databases, to building systems. You know, I've been, I, 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 I've been, I've been able to basically technically, um, be, I've been able to be my own CTO as well as be my own CFO, you know, for the first few years, I basically ran most of the operation by myself. It was a long time before I started to hire, a long time. And so I, and, and so I think that knowing all the different sides of a business helped me quite immensely, right. running the whole business, you know, from, from paying all of my partners to making sure that I got paid by all of my clients 
to, um, uh, you know, to distributing the leads, to building the databases out. Um, so like I say, I started in lead generation. And, so let me um, ask you this, Daniel, just for the sake of our listeners who, who don't clearly sure. understand how an affiliate works. Can you just briefly explain how does affiliate marketing work? And also, if you could just touch on you, you talked about lead generation. Where were you generating leads from? Because there was no Facebook. There was no Twitter back then, right? There was. Correct. So where so were you generating back then, leads? Back then, the, the, the two major channels were websites and email. And websites was kind of, um, uh, websites is where I moved to. Email is where I began. So email marketing at the very beginning. In fact, a lot of a lot of marketing, marketing and affiliate marketers began in email marketing and then moved out from there. Um, so this is even before can spam laws were in, right. came into play. Um, email was a very powerful tool of marketing. So walk and, us through for uh, a second. Walk us through what what was your method. So you you basically you got a domain name. Okay, you put up a website. Um, you threw up some content on there. Is that how it worked? You put well, up- well, my my original method. What what what, started, what what where I really took off was that I I I found and decided and chose the niche of. Uh, mortgage refinance. Okay, so you picked a niche. Nine, you picked a niche, which was happened to be mortgage refinance. Okay, you picked that niche, and then what did you do? Then was, a, was before America popped was a massive, 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 massive uh, niche for uh, for leads. The banks were eating up leads, uh, and uh, and I picked and I picked on that. As a and that's always and ever since then I've I've kind of had the same method, which is I try and focus on niches that are relevant to millions and millions of people and not tiny niches. Okay. Um, mass it's mass marketing, and so what I what I actually did at the at the time back you know uh, I guess ten years ago yeah is I, I built out a network of of um, marketers. Multiple different. Uh, the majority were from mail, but there was also people who were doing uh, internet stuff. The only thing we weren't doing at the time was search. Basically, that was outside right. of our realm. Right. Um, and I built out a system for uh, a website, uh, several websites. You know, different multivariate split testing. What's the best for this type of source or for that type of source? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to 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 uh, to, to bring in the lead. So basically, uh, clickbait. Essentially, you you were doing something similar to what we would call clickbait nowadays, right? No, no, that's not click. Would lead generation. Clickbait is where you're just bringing in the clicks to get uh, to get the the eyeballs or okay. to to get the actual traffic, and then you might be monetizing from the traffic. It's a completely different. What we're talking about is lead generation. Okay. So you would actually the, the the an example back in those days, you would they would get they would send out an email asking if they were interested in finding out more about refinancing their if you have a if you have if you have a house and you own and you have a mortgage you could refinance and pull cash out right now which is what the banks were doing how did they so find that, you they you said you weren't good at search so they weren't typing anything into yahoo whatever was there how, how did they find you they weren't finding us. So I was the middleman. In other words, I was working with the banks or with the with the lead sellers. I was I was the wholesaler, right? So I was working with the lead sellers okay. out there selling the leads to the bank. Why okay? didn't they go directly to the bank? Why did they need you? Okay, so you're jumping ahead. You're not following. Sorry. So okay, <laughs> so you have the leads. You have you have you have then the middle site, which is the website. Then you have to bring people 
to the websites who are interested to refinance. The banks were going to anywhere to get these leads. Got it. So, the, so there were people that were doing it through search and they were making tens of thousands of dollars a week. A week. The search was brand new and fresh and strong at that time. Or it was even, kind of, you know, it was really, you know. And then there was people that were doing it through email marketing and they were sending a relevant message. And however the leads were then coming in, they were going through these lead brokers. And I was just another supplier to the lead brokers. Hmm. You, and you so did, did you say $10,000 a week? To my network, to my network of, of, of emailers, of marketers, I, 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 I have my own database of leads, of catching the leads, and then I supplied the right. different the different lead uh, brokers with the leads on a daily basis. So on a good month, what were you earning then? Oh, um, that was, I mean, back in those days, this was, uh, was some big money. I mean, th- th- let's put it this way. Um, there was one of the guys who I still good friends with. I mean, there was one week, he, his biggest week, he received a paycheck for $186,000 for one week's work. Wow. That was back when, 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 he, when he had an amazing, amazing week. <laughs> That's good money. That's really good. That, yeah. So then you yeah, went on, so, so that was the lead, so that was the lead generation. Why did you get out of it? Why didn't you continue? If there was such good money in that, what, what happened? Well, two, two things involved. First of all, um, it's much more client-based than I would have loved. I like to be as hands-off as possible. I like to, I, I, in other words, when you're, when you're providing leads, you've got to make the, buy, the guy who's buying the leads happy. Yeah. Okay. And that's, and there's a whole, there's a whole, you know, okay, I could have hired someone to handle it, but back then it wasn't my, it wasn't in my realm at the time. Well, and more importantly, um, email itself as a medium was dying. First of all, the canned spam laws came out and then mm-hmm. people, and, and then just like anything else, you know, you have something that's called banner blindness yeah. and people were getting blind and then the spam filters were getting turned on and everybody, you know, smarter spam filters came on and, uh, and everything was getting categorized as spam. And then basically, um, the big thing that happened was that, um, that the American economy blew up from this, uh, from this, uh, you know, connected to this whole refinance. Right. Thanks to uh, you guys. <laughs> right. I mean, now I was a small fish in the sea. I, right. You know, I wasn't. I, I wasn't the reason why the American economy <laughs> blew up. Right. But uh, refinance as a niche, you know, now it's now now again. Funnily enough, you know, it took ten years. Now we now, now we you know we are doing refinance leads again. Oh wow! But I'm doing it very. But I'm not. I'm not involved in any of the lead side of it. I'm just a marketer. My job is just to bring the leads. And that's what affiliate marketing is really ultimately. It's, it's just bringing the leads. It's, it's arbitraging your traffic um, for a result. So, most, so basically, you know, I mean, what it sounds like to me, Daniel, is that you, you, you pretty much build roads. That's what you do for a living. You just build roads, right? You connect roads to people. To, you know, so for, for, it could be leads to buyers. It could be traffic to websites. Bottom line is, is that pretty much what you do? That's, it's a good it's a good analogy yeah I can accept that analogy I mean assuming that there's, uh, that people are going to just automatically use the roads once they're built yeah correct it's yeah very right and very you, you charge a toll for them to drive on the road generally speaking that's my preferred method of monetization very cool and how it's, many websites have you built um, I mean how many do you own today uh, well I have um, this you know, I, I I don't have complete ownership of anything anymore because I bring 
smart people that I've worked with for many years in, in on different operations to mm-hmm. get involved with me and take a proper and take a proper interest in the results. Um, but majority ownership is still there with, with with a lot of the stuff. I mean, you know, Inquisitor as my main property was was something that I didn't build from scratch. Right. Yeah. I you bought, you bought that for three hundred thirty thousand dollars, right? That's right. It was my first actual real investment. But that's a crazy amount of money. I mean, $330,000 for a freaking website. I mean, were you not worried that you're going to lose your shirt on that? Um, no. I mean, uh, I wasn't um, I wasn't anticipating that it was going to be uh, such a such a, uh, a big success so, you know, so quickly in that sense that it really was a good investment. Um, but um, but that, but but that was also due to, to to what we did with it afterwards. Right. But you're right. It was. But but you know, funnily enough, it was exactly the same amount as the amount that I bought my first house for. So it was a. You know, I, I, wow. I was very. Re- I was very aware of the fact that it was wow. a real investment. It was something very serious. So let's get into um, that for a second here, Daniel, because you bought this website. It's basically a news website, right? I've looked at it, and it's just pretty much all about you know the latest news with the celebrities and all that you, you've now got 40 million readers a month i mean how the heck did you manage to build up such a huge readership and, and also how are you monetizing it it's more like 40 million um pages uh or sessions a month i should say okay. in other words that ind- individual people coming and coming back okay. it's not unique 40 million it's probably about 25 to 25 million unique that's still very but impressive <laughs> It's a serious website, yeah. I mean, the 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 secret to the secret to to building a website at that level is to you, you've got you, you know you've got to try and second guess what every what everybody wants and give that to them. To how how degree, do you do that? You know, well, you do that by providing really good content, mm-hmm. and then by you know at, at our level we've had to build a lot of fences and systems in place so that it doesn't get abused because it's open to abuse. Um, Especially when you have two hundred people that have access to putting content out on that ship, I was I was referred to it as my ship, as my battleship. That's your ship. Um, okay. you know, when I, and when I bought it, it was a boat. Okay. And now it's a battleship. So, so you spent three hundred thirty thousand on it. How much is it worth today? That that ship. That, that's um, arguable. I've, I, unfortunately, we've had a couple of setbacks in the past year due to um, a lack of. Um, communication and relationship with some key traffic partners mm-hmm. and that is kind of to be expected it's a, it's a very difficult space it's something that we're focusing on to fix but the reality is that right now the value of the the, the overall value of the site has dropped but uh, you know potentially let's just put it this way that i'm i'm not leaving the site until it's worth a billion a billion well ultimately um i might be a very small shareholder of it when it's part of a company that you know when uh-huh. at that level but okay but but in re- in realistic in realistic terms um for the you know once we fix these once we fix these setbacks and put them back in place mm-hmm. we're talking it's worth a, a good few hundred million dollars immediately what would you walk away with if that sold um hopefully a few hundred million dollars you would walk that away with a idea. few hundred million dollars you bought it well, for 330,000 no i mean uh, uh, yes and no. Okay, it depends. It really depends. I mean, we're talking. We're, no, that's not realistic. We're talking. We're talking levels. So, 
Um, realistically speaking, I'm hoping to come out with at least you know fifty to hundred million at the end of the day. Wow, for sure. that's a pretty good investment on three hundred thirty thousand dollars. You wouldn't get that on your house, that's for sure. You wouldn't. You wouldn't absolutely. But those, but those, but those type of investments are, um, are not investments that you sit back and and watch them. How, how long have you? How long have you taken to build it up to that level? When did you buy it? I bought it in 2011. Wow, so that's only, what, we're talking five years. So in five years, you've built it up to that. How do you scale such a thing so quickly? Well, we didn't scale it so quickly. We went through ups and downs um, and, and learning and learning periods. You know, there's lots of, um, um, it's, like any, it's like any business. It doesn't just, it's not just a, a straight graph up. Right. You know, if you look at traffic over the past four years, you'll see big heaps. You'll see that we're in a good place now. Um, I, I, do you have, do you have, uh, um, is this your, is this your main business? Is this what you're focused on mainly or is there, because I know you're involved in a lot of other, of other projects. In, 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 all honesty, in all honesty, because, because we have a full team running it, um, my position there as editor in chief is really more, um, it, it ends up being editorial. I'm, uh, uh I, you know, I do spend a few a, a few hours a day, but I wouldn't say that it's what I spend most of my time on. Um, what do you spend most of your time on right now? Uh, actually, affiliate marketing. So you went back into that. That's interesting. I did, yeah. I did. So why would you, again, you've built up a beast that you can hopefully one day walk away with 50 to $100 million, which is a nice retirement fund. I mean, you're right. Um, why would you go into affiliate marketing? What, what would you need to do that for? Well, affiliate marketing, number one, it pays the bills. Mm-hmm. How much does that bring in? Well, uh, it, it's, it, depends on, it depends on the month and it depends on the week and it depends on the day because it's like a market. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's like a scientific market. So it's much less gambling than a, than a stock market. Right. Um, but, still, but still, you could have a couple of weeks where you're investing into your future. So we're, we're at a quite a large scale. So if we're investing in learning, if we're in a learning phase, in other words, we're testing 10 new campaigns on 10 new traffic sources, mm-hmm. you know, we're expecting to lose money for the first few weeks in order to uh, optimize the different sources, the different products, find out what's really working. So, you know, um, it has its ups and its down, but at the, po- the point is that it's, um, first of all, it's an exciting business. Yeah. Second of all, it pays the bills on a realistic level. Um, and uh, there's two sides to it, of course, as well. We have the affiliate network, which is something that we're now building up again. How do you build um, an affiliate network? I mean, someone, list, let's get practical here for a second. People listening to this, someone listening who w- wants to get involved in affiliate marketing, you know, people know there's a lot of money in the affiliate marketing space. I mean, first of all, throw out a figure. What's a good month? What, what could you make on a good month in affiliate marketing? Well, it really depends, you see, because there's, there's there's different levels of affiliates out there, okay? And there's, there's affiliates that are breaking every rule known to man. <laughs> right. Are you Literally. one of the, Are you one of those? No, I'm not. Okay. No, I'm not. I believe in lo- I believe in long term relationships with every with every side involved, mm-hmm. and that means that I have a very close relationship with all of the top traffic sources in the world. Mm-hmm. with all the tro- top sites in the world because I don't play games and because everything I do, I run past. And that's why I'm much more realistic with what, you know, with what can be done. If I was breaking all the rules, I mean, there's guys out there that are breaking all the rules that are making a few hundred K a week. What? Right now. Seriously, a few hundred K a week? Sure. Whew. 
Wow. What, what? But in the real big world, in the in, in the regular affiliate marketing world, where I mean, those guys, there's only a few of those guys, right? So in, in the real world, he, he, the majority of guys are happy to make five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars a week at the end of their hard work, right? And, you know, and, they, and, and 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 where they live, that's more than paying their bills. So where and do they, you? They're able to, so and they're able to grow with that. The thing about affiliate marketing is that you are able to ramp. You know, um, what, what we're building in Guru Media now is a platform for real people to be able to get um, the majority of the offers that are in the world out there. There's, there's only so many offers that are out there in the affiliate space, mm-hmm. um, especially in, we're in the CPA world, which is cost per acquisition. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like, um, cost per click. It's not like, right. or, or, or revenue share, which is the big, the, the, the majority of the affiliate world works with Amazon and with, um, um, eBay eBay as well, uh, we, and they basically get bet- between six and eight percent of the sales. Okay, which is cute, which is cute, but you can't arbitrage traffic at that level. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you can't. Uh, it's, it's, so in uh, where, in the world that we're in, which is cost per acquisition, um, you're able to actually uh, arbitrage premium traffic at that level if you have the right offers, the right. Um, anyway, so but, but so someone Guru, someone looking Guru, to get in now. So Guru Media, yeah, talk to me about Guru Media. So Guru Media is basically it's an affiliate network. There are many there, there are many affiliate networks out there, um, and what we're focusing on right now is actually with Guru Media is actually on the smaller affiliate to begin with. Mm-hmm. We have a whole we have a whole build out plan, uh, you know, step by step plan that we that we're going, that we're implementing. And to begin with, we're focusing on getting all all the smaller affiliates out there that are only doing a few hundred dollars a week onto our system because we're paying more, we're much more reliable, we have access to all the offers, we give a much better service, and it's easy for us to basically um, take over the 150 crappy small networks that are out there. And do and what? Then what, would have, you, what could you do? What could you do with them? Someone, Let's say someone wants to get involved in affiliate marketing today. What could joining Guru Media we're do? Not, we're, we're, not, we're not teaching someone how to buy traffic. Okay, that's not what we're doing. Uh, you have to, in other words, at this stage, we're not even taking you on board if you don't already have some traffic. Got it already, um, because that's not where we're at. We're at supporting the next level, which is you know how to buy traffic. You understand the concept of of, of arbitraging that traffic to a, a cost to an acquisition, whether it's a lead or a product or a a zip submit, you know, just someone putting in their zip code and you can get paid for it or whatever can, can it I is. Can I ask, is this, is, this, is this spammy? I mean, do you feel a bit like you're, uh, how do I say this, um, manipulating people online? Do, do you find it a bit slimy? I'm saying, I'm asking this from a perspective it's of somebody right, who's a there's user. There's a side of the industry that is very spammy and very, and, and very slimy. For example, let's say okay. I want to go and watch a movie online, right? And I get redirected to some stupid... This happens to everyone, right? People listening, right? It's freaking annoying. And I'll oh, do this and do that. And it takes me here, takes me there. Like, leave me alone, right? Did you something? So what's your opinion on that? Well, you know, do you feel like you're stealing people's time or... No, not really. I think that it's at the level of the person that's actually filling out the form. So the, the person that's gone and caught themselves into a whole... You know, I mean, it's also it's also a level of traffic. In other words, I'll tell you something. If you're on a quality website, that's not going to happen to you. So if you found yourself on a shitty website, good luck to you. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? These shitty websites, that's how they monetize their traffic with, sh- with shitty offers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so how do you monetize it? You know, well, what, uh, with, with high-quality brands on premium websites, you know. And you, you have, you, we, we mentioned this earlier, you have about 200 uh, people working remotely around the world. How, how do you manage, how do you manage well, so many people? More, it's more than that. But again, like, the majority of them, the 200 are writers. So we, they, they, they are managed in, a, in, a, in an intricate system of management that we have built out, that my partner built out. Uh, for inquisitor to make to make it manageable. So it's a systemized, um, it's that, systemized basically. It's it's very systemized. Yeah, everybody has a Skype room and everybody gets messages and everybody's, um, you know, the system's watching every move. Essentially, you're pretty much the new age CNN or the new BBC. I mean, you've basically ca- capitalized on, you know, content that used to be, you know, only, uh, I guess. Unless you had millions of dollars back in the day, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like the news set, the big news sites basically monopolized that market, and you've you've chipped in and you've uh, you've sort of carved yourself out a nice space there. Right, and, we're, and what we're trying to do is provide a nice overview of that story ultimately, so you can get so you can get a full picture of what the well, of what the news story is without without any bias. Um. You know, in a nice... Right. Let me ask you this, because I'm just thinking, if I was listening to this, you know, a lot of people listening to this have no interest in getting into affiliates. I mean, uh, probably there are, but but I'm saying a a lot of people here already got a business, right? So if I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, okay, very nice that he's got this whole big network and affiliate networking. How could I apply this to my business? In other words, let's say somebody's got um, an online store or they've got a a service online. Um, How would they get traffic, more traffic to their website? You know, using your your, uh, tools and tactics, what what would you recommend for them to get more you know, leads. Uh, well, again, every traffic source is different. Every offer is different. Every product is different. So while I personally, my tools of the trade are premium web so- websites for my premium products. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's selling a, sh- uh, who, who has a, 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 a shitty offer is going to the, you know, is going to the, so every single, there is no one single answer for that. Every single person Based on what their product or what their site is, there's uh, you know there's, there's the right answers that to give and how to get traffic, in which um, mediums they should focus on. Um, you know, for, for for small brands, it's a completely different answer than it is for uh, you know, especially if it's a service-based brand, yeah. or if it's um, you know, um, or if there's someone standing in front of that brand, it's a completely different. Well, let's take let's take an example. A small, let's take a small brand, and they offer so. Let's say they offer pet services. You know, they they offer services. You know, dog walking and pet grooming. Let's just take that as an example. They've got a little website. They they want to really ramp up their their business. They want to get more leads, right? What kind right. of right? Right. So they would. I, I mean, that that would be. We're talking about a local area, so it's very very targeted immediately, right? So mm. what you're going to do is you're going to employ the things that you're able to employ locally, online we're talking about, we're not talking about offline, of course offline there's a lot more ideas. Correct. But online, there's only so many um, tools out there that allow you to really go at that level with that level of targeting. So you're mm-hmm. gonna, ultimately you're gonna be looking at Facebook and Google to begin with, right? Those are always gonna be your two big, your two big um, 
sources are, and, and with Google, what you would do is you'd like target anything, anything even related. So, or you'd, you'd like put your banner on every single animal related site out there and on every animal related search, you'd put your ad, right? And then Facebook and, and Facebook, you'd, you'd build this, um, you'd have to decide whether a community is better or a page is better or as, as they're saying nowadays, you really need to do both. Um, you know, targeting people that have dogs in the area, building out your uh, fan base of people, your lead base of people that, that have the dogs. And then you've got, you know, you, you actually want to corner your market. You want every single person in your entire area that has a dog or a cat, whatever's relevant to that pet business mm-hmm. to be, to, to know about you and to know about your service and to be a member of your community and to be a fan of your page and wherever they go, you want them to see you. And, you know, obviously that's with that, you need a bit of a marketing budget. So you have to, you know, you know it depends on how big you're going and how much of a name, you, you know, you could have, you, you could have just an initial budget of 10, 15 grand to make sure that every person within five square miles knows that you are the one to talk to about those pets and that's it. And then, You've now created a, a you know a long term uh, revenue source of people constantly who are on your radar because they're now fans of your page and but they're in your community. You mentioned banner ads. I mean, do they work? I feel like nobody clicks on banners anymore. We we ignore them. We we kind of like we've got into a certain point in our you know in this generation where banners are just kind of background noise. No. Generally speaking, banners are dead. Yes, unfortunately, but that's, I say unfortunately because you know yeah, it relies on it. But right. at, the same, at the same time, um, um, they're always going to be a medium for brands, uh, and an important medium for brands because it's not that you still see them; it's still part of the noise. Mm-hmm. Those brands need noise, um, but at the same time, the brands are you know rushing to different to different routes now. Right, so Facebook could be a better option, really, in that sense, because, you know... And, and but it's unfortunately, the, fact, the reality, the bottom line, is that Facebook owns Facebook, and they could change the rules of Facebook. And no matter how hard an effort, you know, if they decide that it's better that we create, that we decide that pages are going to get zero um, news feed exposure, mm. right. that's their decision, you know, and then you're going to be... The only way you get exposure is if you pay for it, Got it, or whatever it is. If you if you belong in this category, for example, if you are a small business, you are only allowed to pay. We are not giving you organic anymore. Right. And then you're going to be so you can never really truly um, ultimately. That's why maybe the community is probably a good. That's why maybe you know small businesses are also pushing the community idea of having a, a group. Right. Because with a group, it's it's not just a page where they own your algorithm completely. Right. What about pay per click AdWords? Would is that still working nowadays? Is that would you recommend uh, small businesses? Search is always, search is always the, you know, is always very very powerful. Search intent and search results. It's always you know if you know if you know Google uh, search PPC, and you, and and your product is being searched for. It's always number one. What you, it's one of the first campaigns you're going to put up mm-hmm. as a small business. Okay. Um, but for your brand and uh, you know and uh, up against the main searches, it's, it's vital. Right. It's and, a vital part of the exposure, and and it has a kickback to the SEO side of things if you built out SEO correctly. You you think that pay per click has a helps with the SEO? 
there is a small element of it, yes. Really? Hmm. Interesting. You also started an electronic cigarette company called Dream Smoke as well, right? Yeah, the brand is called Dream. Dream. And so what, uh, what, what happened with that? Why did you decide to go into the electronic cigarette market and, and how did you... I always wanted to have a, 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 a my own brand of something. Um, and e-cigarettes was something that we'd been selling as affiliate marketers. And the truth is I came in very late to the game, a bit too late to the game. Mm. Um, I should have probably popped in a, a year or two earlier. Mm. But um, uh, but there, there is a kind of a, a business rule not to be the first one, you know, mm-hmm. to, to come in after. Um, and then, then you can kind of float to the tails. Yeah. But but unfortunately, with with with, with the um, with what what happened with liquids, there's a lot of noise now in the states. Yeah. So to make, to, uh, you know, like 250, 300 brands clamoring for space in in the, in the small channels that there are, even though there are channels, I mean, right. it's a it's a decent sized business. Um, you really need to have a massive marketing budget to make real space, and we spent a lot of our money initially on on building out, you know, a, a really high end product. A lot of a lot of money on R and D, um, and we're in a good place for the future uh, in the states because a lot of the mama and papa guys didn't think about the future; they thought about the present. Right. But it's still um, still a long way to go there. Right. And you also have a website called Lifed.com. Yeah, Lifed is a it's a site that I bought. It's not really we've we've ended up really using it more for um, for affiliate marketing, if rather you know, and and, and that kind of testing traffic. Um, testing out traffic algorithms and traffic buys and all kinds of different stuff. Um, I actually founded a site called life daily. That was my own baby life daily.com. And that, and that subsequently has, um, uh, uh, over a year now we have, I have two partners in that in the States Mm -hmm. and they're running that completely. So I'm now only a third owner of that. And that's actually quite a successful company. But you're making, you're making money. You're generating income from that too. Right. Yeah, that that yeah, yeah that's but that's doing great. It's still, we're still in the opening phases. We're still we're, mm-hmm. we're still in the seed level. I mean, what's what's um, amazing, Daniel, listening to this, uh, is that you've basically created, you know, numerous uh, revenue, you know, pretty much numerous revenue generators that just literally run on their own. You don't have to do anything. You've basically built them up. Um, made made the you know the introductions, uh, put together a, a team, and now you you basically sit back and watch the money come into the bank. It's it's absolutely incredible. But I think what I also want to point I out, agree, but in in reality, a lot of them are now are like, for example, Guru Media is now you know it's back in early stages. In other words, it's not making money yet. Okay, you fine, know, but that's just one. That's just back. Fine, but, but that's one example. Up. That's one example. You've got other. I'm saying you've got well, other other revenue generators that are that are working, and that you've built them, and they are successful, and and you're generating good money coming in every single month. I mean, that, but what that I want basically comes from the combination of my ADHD and my growing up without having money. Right, but what I want to point out to the listeners here at this point is that we've touched upon only two f- things that you've actually not been successful. One is the dream dream smoke, the electronic cigarette, where you came in a too late and uh, and life.com which again it didn't go the way you wanted it you're using it okay you're using it for your affiliates but ultimately you built it for something else and i just want to point out to people listening that you see that yes you've you've you you, you took a you took an investment you've 
done very, very well on one particular investment. Um, but you've also had other ventures that didn't go the way you wanted it to go. And and I, the lesson here is, is, oh, cool. very, is very clear. You know, people have to try numerous things to get that one, the, the one gold mine. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. You know, um, and you also, you recently invested in a company called healthpro.com, right? Right. Yeah. Can you explain what, what that is for our listeners and also why did you in, decide to invest in, in that particular company? Uh, well, HealthPro itself is a platform for uh, alternative, mainly alternative health professionals to basically manage their whole business um, uh, within, the, within the application so they can handle their booking, they can handle their payments, they can handle their uh, profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's a place both to be found and to manage your your existing client base. And um, the, the co- I was basically there from the ground floor, from the, from conceptual. Right. Uh, and that's one of, one of the main reasons why I, why I followed through with the investments because I was involved um, from from the concept. Uh, and and, and the, you know, uh, um, it's also got a long way to go but mm-hmm. it's it, we've built out a very good a very strong application um and a lot of exciting things in the pipeline there what what did you invest if you don't mind me asking in in a health i'm a small i'm a i'm a seven I, i'm seven percent of the uh oh, of the cash. okay yeah i was a very small minor investor i'm actually involved right now i'm a much larger investor in a very exciting um in a very exciting startup that, that's pre-release Oh, so you can't share that um, yet? Um, I can share what we're doing there, but I'm not going to share the name right now. But um, okay. it's it, it's basically a high-level website analytics platform mm-hmm. that's you know that that, that, that gives um, deep levels of intelligence for your users, um, like Google Analytics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, it, it, from from a different angle, and there's a lot of uh, Google Analytics is not real time for large publishers, right? And this is real time. Real time across many levels. There was something called Piwik. Um, Piwik was real time, wasn't it? Piwik. I'm not sure. There's a, there's a few. The, the, right now, there's three key companies out there that publish. The most publishers are using one of them, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and everybody's using Google Analytics on top of that. And so our, uh, our uh, you know, we're, we're basically bringing the best of all four plus all of our own intelligence into it. So right. it's a very exciting platform. It's totally B two B. It's something which is something different. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm more, more of an advisor and um, major funder at this stage, but uh, we're going to be we're going to actually be ma- we're going to be making waves and, and serious uh, VC rounds are going to be happening there for the next year or so. You think that's going to be bigger than Inquisitor? It's a different type of um, business. I think it's could, right. it, could, it could, potentially could be as big, if not bigger, yet. Absolutely. Wow. And what's amazing is that you have eight children. I mean, eight. How do you manage to run all your operations and still spend quality time with your family? Um, well, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, having an, having an office that's separate that they can't just walk in and out of helps. Uh, but having that office in the same house means that I'm able to be around, and they always feel that I'm around. And um, you know, it's something that I need to do is spend more quality time with them. You know, that's obviously something as a, as a busy businessman that. Uh, you know, that's addicted to work. You always run back to the office or sitting in front of the phone <laughs> how to put the phone down and listen and right. enjoy, enjoy. But I definitely enjoy my children immensely. 
Right. I mean, you also, um, one of the things I mentioned in the intro is that you give a lot of money to charity. Is that, do you, do you think that's, again, comes down to because you were brought up poor and, and you didn't have money, so you, you kind of feel that like you, you want to give back? And, and also, do you feel like that's part of the success that you've had? Um, I think that, um, yes, they're both valid answers. Um, I don't know what a lot is. A lot is, rel- is relative, obviously. Um, but I think that um, every, every, all of our success comes from God, not just um, every, everything we do is you know is in God's is in, is, is in God's merit. It's not in our own merit. Uh, it's, it's Him providing it to us, and um, and I think that when you mm-hmm. give when you give charity, then you're not just taking. You're you're ex- you're experiencing what God wants you to, uh, what God does, which is giving, because all He does is give. So, mm-hmm. so a, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's uh, um, you know. I think that um, I probably would uh, probably wouldn't be successful on an ongoing basis if I didn't know how to give. Wow. Probably. And if God forbid today you lost everything and you had to start over again from scratch, what would you start doing tomorrow morning? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. At least that's an honest. That's an honest answer, right? Think, think about it for a second, though. What, Really, what would you do? Uh, well, I mean, the, the, what I've always assumed that I would do over the past five to ten years is just go and, you know, work out how to buy traffic and arbitrage that traffic, you know, somehow. Because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's what I know. It's, uh, it, it's um, affiliate marketing. It's what I know inside and out, you know, from whichever angle. Or, or find someone to do it for me in middle matter. right right and what would you say is the quickest way to make money online in today's world you know somebody wants to make let's say i'm not talking about millions of dollars here i'm talking about somebody wants to make a nice you know six-figure income six-figure salary six-figure income a year what what would you think is what would you say is the quickest way to do that online today's world Uh, the quickest way to do that online is to know what your quality and ability is and then to sell that And answer. to become a master at that. Well, and what would you advise someone listening to this who is struggling right now to earn to earn a living? Um, you have to find what's most interesting for you that has the most potential, and even if that means that you're going to spend a few months, don't you know that you should spend those few months going into those things, finding out really what it is that's most interesting and has the most potential for you. Because if you're not interested, it's not going to be interesting, period. You're going to be stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to do what's most interesting for you. And then, and then once, you've, once you've gone past that, you know, obviously uh, a, a lot of people don't have, this is a, that's to answer your specific question because yeah. um, and most, people, most people in the, in the real world are going to be, uh, running a day job at the same time. Yeah. So they're only going to have a few hours at night time to then go and delve into the big worldwide web of everything. <laughs> and the, I think the trick is to focus, focus first on what's most interesting for you that you're good at. And then the next stage is to find out what's got the most potential within that. It, whether it's, you know, selling, selling your abilities, where, where would you sell, where would you sell your abilities and how would you get the most 
paid payment from those abilities, for example, you know. It's amazing. And I like I like the fact that you recommend it to take a couple of months because a lot of people when they they feel like they're desperate, they just they need an answer right now and they need to and they need to make money quickly. And it just doesn't work out like that, like that. You know, sometimes it's important to just literally carve out a, a good period of time to just sit with yourself, like really just sit with yourself and, and think about what do you really want in life? You know, what will it's, excite it's the you? Same thing, you know, when, when we set up a campaign on day one, you know, we, if we make one lead, we're, we're happy, even if it costs us a thousand dollars for that lead. Really? Wow. You know, unless, because if you made none, then you know it doesn't work. Mm. But if you made one, you know, okay, a thousand dollars for that lead, you'd really want to get paid two, three hundred dollars. Mm. Otherwise, again, you're right, it's not that exciting. Yeah. But the, 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 the point behind it is that even if it's a few hundred dollars, you made one lead, I mean, it actually does work. Right. So now, now all you have to do is find out how it works. And, they have, and, it's, and it's like that in life, you have to have patience and, um, and, and, and it, it does, you don't just find out the right funnel and the right people immediately. It takes time. Right. But you have to let the systems optimize. You have to let the systems do their magic. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and what I love about that analogy is that once a person has you know, one client, and, that, and that's you know, for those listening right now, you know, if you just started out, um, don't think about 100 clients. Don't think about $100,000. Think about one client and think about a hundred dollars because once you've got that one client and once you've made your first hundred dollars of profit you could scale that it's scalable but the right. minute you start you've got zero and the zero lasts for a few days too long then yeah. you have to maybe really decide okay now i'm going to go and look at something else exactly you know, the, pro- the, the problem is i find the problem is that when people are so hooked on the hundred thousand dollars or the hundred clients they get overwhelmed and then they get despondent because what's one client i, I want a hundred clients you know what's a thousand dollars i want a hundred thousand dollars and it's it's a snowball effect i mean daniel you know this just as much as i that it's all about momentum really that's that's the magic word it's momentum once you've once you've made your first thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, million, there's a momentum that happens. You become confident. It, it feeds itself. And then you um, just keep going. To answer that, that's basically how at one point, about three and a half years ago, I became the biggest affiliate in the world. What? Because of momentum. Yeah. I mean, the biggest single affiliate. One, wow. one, one guy running. Own, uh, I was, you know, Wait, doing you, more than you... $100,000 a day of, uh, of revenue. You were doing a hundred thousand dollars a day of revenue. You're on the number one until t- it's still today. A h- number one single affiliate. No, I'm one. not. I'm not still today, but uh, n- now again, I'm pretty big again. And rel- in relative terms, the industry has changed a lot. Right. I'm but, definitely. I'm definitely in the top ten now. But wow. um, in terms of back back then, th- it was the momentum that brought me there because I was just uh, every single day I was adding more campaigns. And that's what brought me to that point. And you, you didn't, didn't think stop. you didn't think you were going to be the number one individual affiliate in the whole world, right? You just you just kept doing what you were doing, right? And then one day, boom, right. there it is, right? It's very cool, Daniel. I'm loving this conversation. Um, what's the best way for my listeners to get in touch with you? Um, they can uh, email me and uh, me at daniel.md. So that's me at daniel at. Uh, md did you say that's right yeah i'm gonna anyway i'm gonna put that in the show notes there'll be a link to that for for the listeners also everything we've discussed um i'll be linking into the show notes for for my listeners if you want to um go on to uh, danielgeffen.com forward slash 48 
Um, that's danielgeffen.com forward slash 48. All the show notes are there. Um, also, if you want to jump into the Facebook group, which is Can I Pick Your Brain? It's on Facebook. If you type in Can I Pick Your Brain and just join in the group. Uh, Daniel Traisman is there now. And um, if you go into the group, you can also pick his brain. Hopefully, he'll have time to respond to your questions. Daniel, this has been incredibly, incredibly inspiring. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brain. Thank you to all my fellow listeners. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.